Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today DFS. My name is Sia Najat, and today, during our early look at week four and some lineup recaps, I've got a guest with me. It's none other than friend of the show. She's been on this show twice already. Uh, Meg Shoop from, or I should say Megan Shoop, Shalp from Fanspeak. Megan, how are you? I'm doing great, Sia. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I've gotten to join you twice during the summer to talk about like DFS process, best ball, but this is so exciting to be in season talking actionable football. Actionable football. Yeah. And I honestly, so Megan, you listened, you were a part of last show. You listened to the last show yep. and you know, this is like a very quick hitter thing. So right. before we bring up QB wide receiver, running back tight end, a couple things to point out. One, um, it's on me. It's on us in terms of the FFT DFS contest. We got it out really late. Well, it's already ready. So all of you that were asking me on Tuesday and Wednesday for the FFT DFS contest, just know that it will be in the, the YouTube description. It will also be in the podcast description. It's five bucks. We'll definitely have it filled up uh, like we did two weeks ago. But last week, again, we got it out late. So that's on us. Definitely make sure you get in there. We're going to look at the um, winner from last week. It was Carl 9 We're going to take a look at his lineup at the very end of the show. Very good lineup. I don't think it had Raheem Mostert in it. And for wow. the record, I'll just put it out there right now. I faded Raheem Mostert last week. So I didn't have it. I very pretty much did too. Yeah, same. Listen, it's just one of those things. Like you're either going to – like I'm swinging for first. I'm not swinging for – um. The, the middle of the road when it comes to the terms. I cashed in my cash games, or at least some of them. Um, I think I had two. I cashed in only one of the two. We're going to see that lineup as well, uh, just to show you how easy it can be to cash in those double ups. But long story short, uh, Megan, I'll tell you right now, not the best week for me. You know, the, the first two weeks were great. Week three was not great for me. How about you? You know, um, a, a single entry, I've been trying to play more single entry, three max yeah. and that kind of stuff. You know, that's key. And I did really well, a high finish in one single entry with a, I believe, a Herbert double stack that saved my week. Basically right. helped me just basically break even. But the rest of the lineups were not that. Not it. And uh, that helped kind of the break even point. Well, listen, Herbert's unstoppable. That was one of the stacks we liked last week. Yes. Cousin stacks. You know, those were popular stacks, but Herbert threw for over 400 yards. I mean, this guy is just truly unstoppable. No Mike Williams, no worries. Uh, you know, Josh Palmer is going to be in there. Mm -hmm. Maybe some Quentin Johnston action. We'll see when Austin Eckler comes back. But speaking of those very same Chargers, 
Let's talk about before we get into the QBs, uh, running backs, wide receivers, and and tight ends, some of the high total games. I'll just point them out real quick. I mean, these aren't necessarily the only games you should be investing in, but I just want to point them out so that you know them. That Raiders-Chargers game, it's it's a 48-point total. And what's really interesting there, and and Meg, we'll talk about this later because I know you pointed out, hey, Jimmy G might not be Mm -hmm. playing, you know, concussion protocol. And is it going to be Aiden O'Connell? I believe Brian Hoyer is still on the roster. But if it's Aiden O'Connell, I mean, that that's a 4K guy. It's somebody that you might consider, Meg? I think I would. I mean, honestly, I think Brian Hoyer is the, the backup. But the McDaniels has not committed to him yet from the, mm-hmm. what I researched last night. And I know per Twitter, you know, not that you listen to a fan base for um, obviously coaching decisions, but Raiders fans are calling for would much rather see O'Connell, who looks really good in preseason, by the he way. Did. Yeah, because yeah, we obviously both play preseason DFS, but he looked <laughs> really good in preseason. But so Raiders fans are calling for him to come in as opposed to Hoyer, who is obviously a game manager. And against a team like the Chargers, they probably just want to see if there's a, some upside there. And who knows? Could this be the next Brock Purdy? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. That's probably a long shot. But I might be worth willing to take a couple shots. But we have to wait and see on obviously the news. On I think I think uh, Jimmy G will be out because rarely now I think our guys coming back within one week from a concussion. But yeah. it's just a question of who the bat, who is the starter, especially reporting the symptoms after the game. I think yeah. that makes it a little bit more complex, and you have to be a little bit more cautious with something like that that you don't catch right away as as a team as an organization. Right. So that right. Raiders charge. And by the way, we've seen backup quarterbacks succeed on the Raiders just last year when Derek Carr was benched for Jared Stidham, who, by the way, is the backup yeah. for Denver and perhaps the better option in Denver. Just throwing that out there for all you Denver Bronco <laughs> fans. But Raiders Chargers, that's one of three games, just so you know, on the four o'clock slate. So there's one 405 game. There's two 425 games. And those games, by the way, it's Raiders, Chargers, Cards, Niners, Pats, Cowboys. I point that out because I love playing the afternoon slate. And you have those love three it. games to choose from if you want to play the afternoon slate. The other games with high totals, Dolphins, Bills, 53 and a half. Vikings, Panthers, 46. That's high-ish. Uh, there's really some interesting plays there. We'll, we'll get into that. Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you can you can stack that either way, in my opinion. Broncos, Bears, two bad quarterbacks, two bad defenses. Do you mm-hmm. want to take the chance with a Russ Wilson stack or perhaps a Justin Fields stack? I, I did a lot of Justin Fields in my afternoon only um, lineups this last week, and it did not go well, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, so again, that's, that's the type of thing where it's like, oh, well, why would you do something like that? And it's like, again, I'm swinging for first. I understand Justin Fields has been terrible. I understand he's not a very good quarterback, but I was just hoping in a negative game script, maybe he could string some drives together with his right. legs, with his arms, and it obviously didn't work out. So those are the games with the, with the high totals. I mentioned Raiders Chargers. Let's go ahead and bring up the, the quarterbacks. But before we do that, let's hear one quick message from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. 
So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. And let's bring up the quarterbacks. We have Nana behind the screen on the ones and twos helping us out here. And Meg, I'll start with some of the elite tier and maybe you can tell me, you know, we, we can talk about correlations too if we want. But I mean, you look at Josh Allen and, and, and that's an obvious game, right? The, the, the thing right. is with that game, the pieces are going to be really expensive. You know, right. Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs to Hex, they're not cheap. And, and honestly, maybe that's going to lead to a lot of people kind of deferring to different stacks because maybe they just want to get pieces of that game and they, they want to, you know, stack something else, something a lot more uh, price conscious, if you will. And you look at Justin Herbert at 7,800, he's 400 less uh, to a uh, 7,400. He's 800 less than, than Josh Allen. Then you get into the Kirk Cousins range. You, you get to Joe Burrow, who is at least interesting. Who of these kind of like top tier uh, quarterbacks would you be interested in stacking? I understand it's Tuesday, but who would you be like any like two or three that you're interested in here? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just like last week, I kind of circled that Vikings Chargers game and wanted the quarterbacks from both sides. And Mm -hmm. similar to that this week, I am very interested in both Josh Allen and Tua in that in the highest total on the slate. I do think this one could really be fireworks and shootout. So probably those two and Herbert at the top are the ones that are really jumping out to me. Um, and then, and now, of course, Herbert has a little more condensed, you know, targets and, and some cheaper options, which we'll get to in receivers. And mm-hmm. then I do I do think I have some interest in a cheap Andy Dalton um, because he really put up some numbers last week. And against the Vikings defense, you can do that as well. And then I, the Borough thing, the last thing I'll mention is the Borough thing. I know I mentioned a, um, a, a fourth or fifth one there, but the Borough thing, the injury to the calf makes me nervous. But every week I'm going to circle the Titans defense. Pass funnel. Look for it. Deshaun Watson has not looked good as a Browns quarterback. He looked good last week. So maybe it's a little burrow if you feel like he's kind of doing a little better on that calf. Yeah. And especially, you know, we we saw it yesterday, like even when he's not doing well on the calf, he just zeroes in on Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase just happens to catch like literally everything that's thrown his way. Whereas, you know, you can't really say the same about T Higgins. Like I understand T Higgins Mm -hmm. is going to get some targets too. He has some touchdown equity, but if you're stacking Burrow, it's it's definitely with Jamar Chase. Right. I don't think I'm going to get to Joe Burrow, but I do think it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people are going to get to Joe Burrow. So it makes him kind of a contrarian build, right. especially, you know, coming off that calf injury and things of that nature. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I like the Herbert stacks. The guy throws for over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Tua is, is certainly an obvious consideration. I don't right. think I'm going to go there against the Bills, but I got to say, even though the commanders got completely worked by the Bills, it's not like Sam Howell, at least in the first half, wasn't moving the ball against this Bills defense. He just kept throwing interceptions. I mean, it's a good it's a good Bills defense, but it's also kind of a bend-don't-break defense where you can pass for a lot of yards and you can run the ball against the Bills. It's just one of those things where, you know, can you actually punch it in and score touchdowns? And the Dolphins have proved – they can absolutely do that. So we have um, we have a question. Any thoughts on Stroud? Uh, so Stroud's matchup. Uh, remind me. Scroll down a little bit. Not a Stroud plays who again? Stroud. There we go. Stroud is playing um, at home against Pittsburgh. 
Uh, that's a tough you know, defense, tough pass rush. But I mean, he's looked, he's been putting up numbers and has looked really efficient of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, I don't think I would, I would get there. I mean, here's, I don't here's think the I'll get there this week though. I agree. Here's the reality. If you're going to do a stack and you're, you're trying to be price conscious, you scroll right down to Andy Dalton. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like this matchup Vikings is defense. Yeah. We knew going into last week that Andy Dalton was an upgrade, at least for his receivers from a fantasy standpoint mm-hmm. versus Bryce Young. So I, I really think Andy Dalton stacks are in play or at least runbacks in that Carolina game are in play. So if I'm going cheap with a stack, I'm skipping over CJ Stroud. I'm paying 5,100 for Andy Dalton. I'm pairing him with either DJ Shark or... Adam Thielen, obviously, right. or both. And I'm, and I'm obviously running it back with like a Justin Jefferson, assuming he's healthy. I think he just had cramps at the, the end of that game. You could actually run right. it back with multiple big priced options in that Minnesota game if you really want to, given that, you know, you're going to be saving so much money. But that Andy Dalton stack is really going to allow you, if, if you're willing to do it, it's going to allow you to do so many things at the high priced running back, high priced receiver positions. And honestly, I think that's a good segue to move to running back uh, right now. Let's look at the top of this board. You know, there wasn't, when I took an initial look here, there weren't a lot of running backs I really wanted to pay up for. Right. I mean, listen, CMC at home against Arizona. The cool thing about Arizona is they're pushing back. Exactly. So we, we can't really start talking about Arizona in the context of, well, it's going to be a blowout and, and they're going to sit CMC in the second half. Like, that's just not really a thing right now right? in Arizona. So at 9200 he's certainly priced appropriately. But, Meg, I'm curious. Like, I know we haven't completely diagnosed, you know, what our correlations are going to be. Are you going to try to fit CMC in your lineups knowing that you like, like, the the Josh Allens of the world, the Tua's of the world, the Keenan Allens and Justin Herbert stacks with perhaps, right. in that game, perhaps a Devontae Adams run back? Like, there's so many high-priced guys to consider. Do you get to CMC? I don't think I will much, but I will say I do think that would be the contrarian build. I think the the more common build that myself and probably a lot of others early in the week want to do is stack up these high total games, stack up these top quarterbacks that we just mentioned with some of those obviously top receiver options like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. Of course, we're going to want to do that. But um, I think you're probably only going to be able to get two expensive receivers, probably have to pay down. That's what kind of worked last week. I could see myself doing that a lot again this week. So I think I'll be more in the mid to cheaper running backs. However, I do really think CMC and Josh Jacobs, good matchup against the Chargers, and obviously they're going to lean on him a little more, mm-hmm. Would be could be a more contrarian build to flip it and, and pay up for running back at least at one or two spots. I totally agree with the Jacobs take. Uh, that that's somebody I'm definitely considering, especially knowing that people are probably want to go. They're going to want to build Herbert stacks. I mean, maybe Aiden O'Connell Hoyer stacks, but I mean, you know, the the classic like sort of pay up is going to be Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. Maybe a double stack. You're going to throw in Josh Palmer there. Maybe you'll get tricky with like a Gerald Everett or a Quentin Johnston. But right. if it's me and I'm looking at like cash oriented lineups. It would be Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer. That makes just way too much sense. And they're probably going to want to run that back with Devontae Adams, maybe Jacoby Myers. But because of Jacob's stock right now, Mm -hmm. it's just just not something that people want to invest in, even at 7,100, which is a very reasonable price. But if you were to just assume, hey, Jacob's gets a lot of work, the Raiders run a lot of clock, then maybe you just have like Jacobs on one side and and you know Keenan Allen on the other, and you stack a different game. Now you're getting double leverage because of Meg. What you said, it's going to be kind of a contrarian build, at least as it pertains to that game. I like that a lot, and I think they're going to have to lean on them. Him obviously, you know, giving him as many carries as he can handle, but also maybe he gets more checkdowns this week. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let me ask you, in or out on Raheem Mostert? Like, listen, I mean, obviously, he had an amazing game. A-Chain had more carries than Raheem Mostert. I mean, Mostert just ran really good. Now they're playing at Buffalo. It's clearly a split backfield that Mostert might not even have the advantage in from a from a touch standpoint. Mostert at 6,500, is that, I, I, I'm out on that. But I, but listen, I, I listen. I faded him last week, and I paid the price for it. So I mean, yeah. in and out on on Moster at sixty five hundred. I'm in, but not all in. So yeah. I, I want some exposure, possibly in that game stack situation. Maybe I do like an Allen stack, and in some cases, I don't bring it back with Hill, and I bring it back with with Mostert, something like that. I think, you know, for I think last week was hard to use as a judgment because, you know, they just blew him out by so much. Yeah. So, um, but he has looked great. And, you know, I just keep, I just want to attach myself to Mike McDaniel offense. And yes. if, 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 it, if sometimes it has to be to come from the running back position, I mean, he's looked great. So I still, I say I'm in, but not all in on most. I get it. I completely get it. Another guy I wanted to ask you about. So I'll just list a, a couple more running backs that I like that are on this screen. By the way, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, hit the like button. If you're not watching us on YouTube, shame on you. But hopefully you're <laughs> at least listening to the podcast right now. Uh, go ahead and review the podcast if you can, but certainly register for our FFT DFS uh, contest, which is in the podcast description. Uh, Alvin Kamara is interesting at home against Tampa Bay. I don't think I'm getting there at 6,100. I, I can't guarantee he's going to get a full compliment, but they definitely need to lean on him, obviously, because right. their running back room is really injured. You know, I almost prefer like a Zach Moss who got, by the way, 30 carries uh, last week and he right. got three targets. He caught two of them. I mean, his, his workload is just insane. I think Connor's interesting at 5,900. Anybody on this screen between this like 5,800 and 7,000 mark that you're interested in? Um, the 5,800 up, I, you know, it's really, I think I am going to be paying down a little bit mm -hmm. under that, but I do have some interest in Moss there. Um, I think that that one and Connor, just if, if you were doing any kind of 49ers, uh, you know, whether it was a mini stack or stack with Purdy, I don't mind Connor just from a volume perspective. He's yeah. just kind of a volume monster right now. Um, so those would be the ones I'd be most interested there, but I'm Prob and again, I already mentioned Mostert, but I'm probably looking to pay down a little bit under 5,800 if possible. Yeah, fair enough. Um, feel free. And any other sort of pay? And not a we can scroll down a little bit here. Any other sort of cheaper options? And I'll, I'll mention this: we didn't mention Purdy when we talked about the quarterbacks, but. I mean, obviously, a Purdy stack is in play here with some sort of like it could be a James Conner run back. It could be Marquise Brown. It could be right. Rondale Moore. There's a lot of things you can do with that game. You could double stack it back. Um, I think a Purdy to CMC stack is in play. It's That's always like in play. Yeah, it's the, it's the Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert situation. So that that makes sense. Any other cheap running backs? I mean, listen, the Josh Kelly experience hasn't really worked out. If you want to go right. back to it now that he's 5,300, well, he's been in that range anyway. But I don't hate that. I think Javante Williams is interesting at 5,500 mm -hmm. in a very good matchup at Chicago. Hopefully he starts to get more carries in a neutral game script since, you know, they've been down 50 points in some of these games. So it's not really going to be the Javante Williams show as much as Samaj P. Ron. Those are guys I'm interested in this cheaper range. Anybody that is is looking good to you? You pretty much hit on it. I, Javante Williams in that matchup. And then Jerome Ford. Um, I mean, he looked great. I was out on him last week against yeah. that Titans defense, but he has looked really great so far. And you know, listen, Moss was able to run on Baltimore last week. So yeah. I, I like I like Jerome Ford is probably my favorite cheap option at this point of the week. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I listen, Ford against Tennessee, like he he didn't do a lot in the rushing department. He did catch that touchdown, but this is a much better matchup. This Baltimore defense is really banged up and they can be exposed. Yeah. We saw Zach right. Moss do it. If Zach Moss can do it, then Ford can do it behind his uh offensive line. And I'm not really afraid of Kareem Hunt there. As far as cheaper right. options, I don't think we need to go there. Let's go to receiver during our Agreed. game by game breakdown uh with Mike McClure. We'll obviously talk about some of the value that has opened up because of injuries, because of uh a potential inactives like we'll have a lot more information there on friday uh, at the top of the board here i mean listen justin jefferson he makes a lot of sense uh <laughs> we, we can scroll up a little bit nana there's so many guys at the top i like and it's the top three in particular jefferson hill i should say Diggs and adams keenan right. Allen. i should say the top five the top five yeah <laughs> let me ask you this because i look at this and i think well what correlations do i want i really like the justin herbert stack to keenan allen maybe double stack with josh palmer and bringing it back with Devontae adams who by the way had 20 targets last uh-huh. week he only caught 13 of them and keenan allen also 20 targets last week he caught 18 of them so right. these guys are absolute monsters that that would be like in a cash game that would be my favorite stack by far it would be justin herbert keenan allen maybe josh palmer bring it back with Devontae adams so i know i'm going to be playing a lot of those two receivers, I, you know, I, I might not be on Jefferson Hill or Diggs. I just, I just might not be able to afford it. Right. Who are you liking in this top five? Like you said, it's so hard to narrow it down, right? Because the top five, not only are they talent, but now the volume and target monsters. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard. I mean, that probably is my favorite stack that you just said, mm-hmm. but I really do love that Bills uh, Dolphins game. So yeah. I see myself gaining a lot of Hill. Um, I don't know if I'll get as much. I love Diggs. And if I can do a stack with Hill and Diggs, that that would be obviously desirable. But I might I might do something where I play like a Tua Hill and then run it back with a cheaper option from Buffalo because there are Mm -hmm. a few cheaper. I forgot to mention James Cook. He's kind of mid priced, um, you know, getting a lot of workload, but not the high value touches around the end zone, but still getting a lot of like, you know, carries and, and, and a few targets. So maybe I run it back with him or like a tight end from Buffalo that, that's cheaper or a Gabe Davis that we'll get down to. So I see, I see the stack that you mentioned and then Hill and it, it's got, I, I'm not going to fade Jefferson, but I don't think I'll have as much Jefferson as I did say last week, just because he's just so hard to get to at that price. Yeah. And again, if you build the Andy Dalton uh, stacks then, with with one of like his, it, yeah. his two receivers or or both of them and you bring it back with Justin Jefferson, it's very likely you can afford one of these other high priced receivers. So if you exactly. want to play it that way, that's what the Andy Dalton stacks are going to allow you to do if if you're so so inclined <laughs> to do that. Uh, A.J. Brown at seventy seven hundred is, is at least interesting to me because we know right. this Washington defense, while it's good, it can absolutely be exposed. Right. The concentrated targets to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. That's pretty much a wrap when it comes to the actual targets on the Philadelphia Eagles offense. So I like that. Let's scroll down a little bit because what I really want to get into, Megan, here is is some of the value. Um, Puka Nakua, let's stop there at 6,700. That's at least interesting. I probably won't pay 6,700 for Puka Nakua, even though I'm not saying it's overpriced by any means. But because I'm paying so much for some of those high-end receivers, I'm probably looking for value as I go down the board. And if we could keep keep scrolling down because – I want to start seeing some names in that. Okay, we can stop there. Like Jordan Addison is interesting to me right. in a game that I'm likely going to want to stack. DJ Moore, if you feel like that Justin Fields like experience might actually go off against Denver of all defenses, which would be a decent argument, then I think a DJ Moore stack is at least interesting. Um, whether they're on this board or not, uh, Meg, how about some receivers that you're interested in that maybe aren't super expensive? Yeah, in this mid-range, obviously Gabe Davis in that high total game. I like that. I agree with you on the Addison call. I'd say I would probably, the way I saw that they utilized Tutu Atwell last night, 
they got him a ton of targets yeah. and really manufactured touches. And and so I would probably pay down for Tutu Atwell over Pukunuku just because, again, we got to save money here <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. So um, probably more interested in Tutu than Pukunuku. You know, George Pickens and Sutton are are very nice options in this range too. I just don't know that I'll be able to get there because I could see myself doing more of the like kind of like last week, two higher price receivers, two lower price receivers. And I don't know that I'll get a ton in this this range, unfortunately. But there are guys here that that I just mentioned. And yeah, he, I mean, Cortland Sutton's a guy here at 5,300. Mm-hmm. He got a ton of targets. He probably yes. should have had a, a, another touchdown or two if Russell Wilson uh, wasn't so off. And as a Washington fan, I'm really glad we lost out on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes a few years yep. ago. Not that Sam Howell's necessarily better than Russell Wilson. I hope he is. But the, the, the long and short of it is that contract was uh, – uh, pretty yeah. pretty bad. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Nico Collins at 5,100. I don't think yes. I'll get there. We can scroll down a little bit because there are guys real quick I want to touch on. Uh, Tank Dell at 4,600. There's right. certainly value there at home against Pittsburgh. Adam Thielen, there he is mm-hmm. at 4,500. That's just a great price. He's going to be chalky for obvious reasons. I mean, right. I, I'm assuming Andy Dalton's playing next week, by the way. I'm assuming We're, it's not yeah. Bryce Young, but obviously it, everything changes if it's Bryce Young. We can scroll right. down even more. Because I want to look at DJ Shark. That's another one at 4,000. Rashid Shahid. There's Josh Palmer at 4,000. I think he Mark. could be chalk probably because oh, everybody's going to like the stack that we like. So, yeah. And, and, and for the record, that's okay, especially that's okay. in cash games. In, right. your, in your double, I mean, it's okay for tournaments too to some degree. But in your cash games, listen, roll out that stack of, of Keenan Allen and, and uh, Josh Palmer with Justin Herbert. That's probably going to pay off. Marvin Mims is interesting. I'll just touch right. on Quentin Johnston. Calvin Austin's really cheap, and we saw him catch a, a long bomb. And, and with Deontay Johnson out, I think he's at least interesting. I think he's like 3,400. So um, that, that's another interesting guy. Let's just move. Let's go ahead and move to uh, tight end real quick. And we'll just touch on it for a couple minutes because we're going to try to keep this basically a 30-minute show. So we'll touch on tight ends, Megan. Sure. And then we're just going to go over to um, recapping just two lineups from last week, including our DFS winner. Um, not a lot to say here for me. I mean, obviously, we're always trying to pay down for tight end if we can, unless there's just really good value up top. Certainly, TJ Hawkinson qualifies as really good value up mm-hmm. top. So I'm okay with that. I think um, Gerald Everett is interesting, as he might. there might be some targets that open up for him with Mike Williams right. out. But w- what we see, unfortunately, with Gerald Everett, as good as he is, I still think he's talented. Donald Parham does get some of that touchdown equity. So you're just going right. to have to roll the dice there and hope you catch the right side of variance. Zach Ers is... is there, Zach Ertz is there. Cole Turner, who had seven targets last week, caught five of them. I mean, he's a tremendous value. Almost got a touchdown. He was on the one yard line. It was so close. I was watching it live and it was very hard to see because I I bet it's anytime. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. That's terrible. Down at the one. Yeah. It's a great bet. And it's a great bet for DFS because he's going against Philly, which, you know, they allow a decent amount to the tight end. But he's also he's also twenty seven hundred. Like his price didn't move. Now, Logan Thomas might be back. But honestly, that concussion he sustained a couple weeks ago that felt like uh you're going to be out for a few weeks condition so we'll have to wait and see on that by the way if he's if he's active he's 3100 so he's certainly playable if you if you want to go that route any tight ends you're looking at um you named a lot of the the ones that are sticking out to me i think i will again be paying down at this position too so probably everett and cole turner are my two favorites um i also will mention the guys in that if i'm paying up a little bit more i don't mind like a jake Ferguson or a Pat Fryermuth, just because of their talent and targets at that. Well, you'd like 
primary yeah. to get a little more targets, but talent and targets for those prices still in that 34, 3500 range. And then I will just mention the guys in that very low total. You've got Kincaid and Knox for Buffalo and Smythe for the Dolphins. Smythe was getting a lot. He didn't do much last week, but he was running a lot of routes. So I just think they're so cheap and they're, they're just viable options in a high total game. They didn't, none of them got there last week, but you know, again, in a high total game for that under, uh, I believe they're all three K or under is, is, you know, something I might consider. I love that. No, that's, that's great. Um, okay. So listen, let's take a, a quick look at sure. our two lineups. Well, one from FFT DFS and one is going to be our cash game lineup. But before we do that, one more quick break from our partners. Paramount plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of Zen. This earth week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. And we're back. Okay. Uh, no break. Uh, that actually saves us some time. So let's try to put up uh, the FFT DFS lineup, the, the winner of that contest. It was Carl09. I think we have that. Um, not a let me know if we don't. And if we don't, we can just kind of talk about it. But Carl09 put up a, a pretty great lineup, but it didn't have Raheem oh. We see it here on YouTube. He had two. Uh, well, that's great. He correlated it with Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kenneth Walker was somebody we talked about. We probably should have talked about him some more in our game-by-game preview. Travis Etienne didn't do him any favors, but Adam Thielen, that's a really smart play at 3,900, especially knowing you're getting the cons- consistency of what Andy Dalton provides uh, against a Seattle defense that is just kind of okay. So great game from uh, Adam Thielen. He had Amari Cooper, great fr- game from him. You mentioned Smythe didn't have a good game. Right. I was didn't have a good game, but he also had the Bills defense. So that's huge. this is a lineup that it didn't have Raheem Mostert, but still took it down. So that's actually pretty impressive. And Very then we impressive. can move to my cash game lineup real quick before uh, we get out of here. You know, th- listen, I didn't have a good week, but what do we say about not having good weeks? Maybe you get involved in some double ups. Make sure some of your bankroll is double up involved. So cash game involved so that at least you can try to sustain some of your bankroll when you have those bad tournament weeks, which which I did. So here's what I did. I mean, li- listen, this lineup is Herbert Ford, Kendra Miller, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Smythe, Tank Dell and the commander's defense. What I tried to do here was just jam in the receivers. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I Mike did the exact Williams, same thing. So, I mean, listen, like I, it, it cost me at the running back position, particularly right. with Kendra Miller. You know, the Washington defense wasn't anything great and Smythe wasn't anything great. But we knew these guys were going to get targets. I mean, right. there were other guys that got targets just like this. Like you could have put Keenan Allen in here. There's the Devontae, well, Devontae Adams wasn't on the main slate. But the point is, I'm just jamming in as many points as I can. And then I'm taking the cheap options elsewhere. I've got the right stack with Herbert and Williams. Uh, this was an easy cash. and It was a pretty good lineup. It didn't have Raheem Mostert. Uh, and again, it's a cash game lineup, so it didn't need it. But Right. This is how you play cash games. Just jam the points in, get get a nice little stack going in a, in a high-end game, and, and that's pretty much a wrap. Speaking of pretty much a wrap, we try to make this a 30-minute show. Megan, this was great. I, I love it. Vincent. We're going to obviously have to have you back. Um, but, well, I had a blast. 
You got 30 seconds. So tell us, um, tell us how you're feeling about the week four slate and tell us where we can find you. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm actually feeling good. There's um, six di- or six divisional games, I think, which is wild to me. But there's ones that I really like, like that Bills game, that Chargers game. So, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm kind of early feeling good about it. And you can find um, all my work over at fanspeak.com and follow me on Twitter at Megs08DFS. All right. Well, that's Meg. I'm Sia. This is Fantasy Football Today DFS. Stay tuned on Friday. It's me and Mike McClure for our game-by-game breakdown. You are not going to want to miss it. We'll see you on Friday on Fantasy Football Today DFS.